Let me just share with you very briefly what happened prior to the start of the service. Uh, I had been ready with the sermon for this evening since um, uh, probably about three days already, and I was just brushing it up and ready to go since actually yesterday when I completed all my notes. And about an, an hour before I came into the sanctuary uh, this evening, uh, I was getting ready at my home, and I just felt a different direction uh, for the sermon that I had already prepared, that I had ready for this evening. And so when I got into my office this evening, I, um, I took about 15 minutes, and that that I was feeling the Lord uh, connecting with me in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind, I just wrote it out. So I have with me the notes of a sermon that I prepared actually about maybe 45 minutes ago. Um, and I really believe that even the difficulties that we're facing now is because for some reason the powers of darkness may not want you to hear this word tonight. And so I'm going to share it with you, and, and we'll do it uh, to the best of our ability because I believe that there is a reason that you are joining us this evening. Uh, there is a reason that you need to hear this word so that God can encourage you and build you up. Perhaps you're at the end of your wits and don't know which way to turn, and perhaps uh, the burden and the trial, the difficulty, the challenge that you might be facing is depleting all of your energies, your mental energies, your emotional energies, your spiritual energies. And you need to hear what the Lord has to say to you to lift up your faith and to build you to move forward. I've titled my short reflection for tonight, uh, and again, this is brand new. I just got this <laughs> less than an hour ago. The title is, When Your Faith Doesn't Agree With What You See. Here you are in the middle of a situation, in the middle of a, a, a challenge in your life, with your family, with your health, and things don't seem to be adding up. You're praying, you're believing, trusting God. But all of a sudden, what you're seeing is devastation. What you're seeing is a storm surrounding you. What you're seeing is one bad report after another. And it's been days and weeks and maybe even longer that instead of your faith getting stronger, you feel every moment and every day and every turn a bit of your faith is being chipped away and chipped away until you find yourself in a moment that your faith doesn't agree with what you're seeing. There's devastation around. There's a wind blowing around. There's a loss around. There's pain all around. And you're believing, but there's a crisis in your faith theology happening today that doesn't line up with what you see. And I've used the example that we find in Scripture um, in Matthew 14 where Peter was invited by the Lord to come and join him. Remember that he had uh, been teaching in chapter 14 and then he moves on and tells his disciples, let's get ready to move on and goes out to pray. And while they got on the boat, the boat took off across uh, away from the shore, and then all of a sudden, Jesus walks to them on the water. One of the, one of the keynote miracles of the New Testament. And we find that as he's walking to the water, they were shocked. And Peter, being on the boat already, was uh, Peter rather, was shocked himself when he saw what went on. He was not yet on the boat because he had also stayed behind. But Jesus walked on the water, and they were all shocked. They thought that it was a ghost or a monster, depending upon the version that you, that you read. And we find that it was the dialogue with Peter that was so fascinating because Peter couldn't quite recognize that it was the Lord. Uh, because of what was going around him, because of where he found himself, um, he just couldn't recognize the Lord. And, and, and if you read the story toward the end, it was actually a crisis in faith 
because the Lord finally reprimanded him and said that you have so little faith. He did not have faith because of the storm to be able to see Christ in the middle of the storm. And in your life, that's what may be happening. Here you are, the wind blowing, the situation going from worse to worse in your journey. And perhaps even on the outside, you look all right and you say the right things, the right verses. But deep down inside, despair is building up to such a degree that because of the wind and because of the storm around you, you can't recognize that Jesus is right there with you. And there's several things that come out of this story that I think are important for you to hear once again today. I don't think all of this is new to you. You know this, just to be reminded. And that's what prophetic preaching does to us, by the way. It allows us to go back to what we put on a shelf in our mind and bring it to the forefront to see how valuable that gem, that treasure can be. And the first thing that I, that I, I need to share with you on this theme, when your faith doesn't agree with what you see, is always obey Jesus' invitation. Always. Obedience should be uh, what our, our launching point is in our lives. We need to become experts in obedience, no matter the problems, the situations, or the longevity of our journey with the Lord. Always obey Jesus' invitation. In fact, verse 28, Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, because he wasn't sure it was him, verse 28 and 29, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. And then the verse says that Jesus responds by telling him, come. He tells Peter to come. Fascinating because it's right in the middle of the storm. It wasn't that they were like in a revival service or in, a, in some kind of very uh, encouraging moment or meeting. In the middle of the storm, God has a way of inviting you, inviting me. We need to always obey the Lord regardless of the circumstances that are around. Just obey him and move forward. Even sometimes when you know you've been called, you know, God, you're doing what the Lord has asked you to do. This task that you're doing right now is because the Lord had told you. That doesn't mean that you're exempt from the, the wind and the blowing of the storm. But always obey the Lord when he invites you. The second thing I see here that's important for us to be reminded is that storms will, will come. They'll, they will occur. But always stay focused on Jesus. The, the narrative tells us in verse 30, but when, when, uh, when he saw the wind, he, him mean Peter, Peter got distracted. He had been invited by the Lord, but as he's journeying to him, he got distracted by what was going on around. And, and you know it's true. In life, we have so many distractions that come our way that try to take, away from our, take us away from our purpose, the plan of God over your life, the plan of God over my life. There are distractions and, and things happen around us that try to get our sight to go away from the Lord. And, and in the middle of the storm, what we need to do is keep our eyes focused on the Lord's promises for us. In fact, if we unpack this a little bit further, the only thing that Peter can definitely identify while he was in the storm because he did not recognize Jesus, was he recognized the, the voice of the master. Learn to adjust your ear to the voice of the master of your life, Jesus Christ. Learn in, in your journey in life that you may not be able to uh, rely totally on what you're seeing, because that could be deceptive, but you can definitely hear and discern the voice of the Lord speaking to you. And in the middle of the storm, it says that he saw the wind. He focused his attention away from the Lord. And then what happened when he did that, he became afraid. And the fear that was here was a paralyzing fear. 
That's why he started to sink. Had he kept his eye on the Lord, he would have been experiencing the miraculous without even realizing that he was going through the miraculous. But once he looked away from the Lord and on the wind, now all of a sudden fear, paralyzing fear came in, and he started to sink. It says, so the storm will come. It's going to come our way. That's life. But we need to keep our focus on the Lord, no matter how fierce the wind can be or the storm can be. The third thing that, that uh, strikes me, and you know this, you know this, I'm just reminding you, is that uh, he cried out to the Lord from the middle of the storm. There's a song that we sing in Spanish that said it's so easy to sing when we're in victory. It's so easy when we're, uh, to sing in worship when we're in prosperity. It's so easy. It's, it's simple to sing uh, when we're healthy. Uh, that's easy to do. But we need to learn to even sing and cry out to the Lord and seek him from the storm. Even while you're in the middle of your trial, your tribulation, sickness is in your home, uh, the, the, your, the economic situation is quite questionable for you. Let's learn to cry out to the Lord. It says in verse 30, he cried out, Lord, save me. Oftentimes we're ready to dial our nearest friend to help us out. I, I think the first thing we need to do is to continue to cry out to the Lord. And here the word save is not a salvific gospel saving. It's rescue me. Rescue me from the situation that I'm in. So always obey the invitation of the Lord. Storms will come our way. Stay focused on Jesus. Learn to cry out from the middle of the storm, even though it's raging all around you. And then look at my fourth observation. This one really is very powerful. Verse 31. It says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. We need to let God catch us. I know many of you have seen the story that appeared in the news yesterday about this little three-year-old girl that was dangling outside of the 12th uh, floor uh, of, of her home, of her apartment. They don't know how she got out there, a little th uh, 12-year-old girl. And she, you could see her in the video that she's just dangling by one little hand, and she couldn't hold on any longer. And she let go from the 12-story uh, building, apartment. She tumbled down all the way down to the floor, and it was for a certain death. Because it, that's what it was. It was a concrete sidewalk, an asphalt street, a certain death. A passerby, a person driving a car, saw the baby from the window, and the person rushed over there and timed his arrival to the place where she was going to hit the concrete. He timed it perfectly, and the news reports it this way, and he caught her. Before the impact of her little body hitting the concrete and definitely killing her, she was caught. And she only suffered minor injuries, and she's, they're trying to investigate now how could she be outside the window. It didn't happen here in the United States. It was in another country, so they'll be looking into that. But my point is that God will catch you. Let him catch you just when you think it's over, just when you think you don't have the faith, just when you're waiting for the pounding of the concrete, the asphalt hitting against you and crushing your bodies. Jesus catches you. Peter was already sinking. The Lord caught him. And, you know, catching someone is not, it doesn't, it doesn't even look well. It almost looks like an attack. When you catch someone, because you're not, you're not concerned, you, you, you're, you're not uh, focused on catching them by the arm, by the leg. You just want to catch them, so, grab them somehow so that they don't get hurt. And sometimes in the catching, that can be hurting as well. But I just want to tell you today, the Lord hears your cry. 
The Lord hears the desperation in your voice and knows exactly what you're going through. Let him stretch out his hand and catch you. And finally, what I see in this part here is that the story tells us that once Peter got out, the Lord reprimanded him. You had no faith. He was challenged his faith because he did. He, he was letting himself go by what he saw and not what he believed. And it says that in the end of the story, verse 33, then those who were in the boat worshipped. And, and I find that phrase so, so interesting because you'll agree with me. It's easy to worship in the boat when the storm is not buffeting you. It's a whole different story worshiping when you're outside the boat. And now Peter gets caught, gets put back in the boat by Jesus, and those, those that were inside of the boat that perhaps were waiting for the demise of Peter, the drowning of Peter, when they experience the miracle, they break out and worship. In fact, we can even connote and lift intent from this passage of Scripture, and I think it's correct, that the ones that began the worship experience, the worship moment, were those that were safe inside the boat. What's the application here? Your storm is going to end with a crescendo of worshipers. Join in with them. People will celebrate the miracle of God. They didn't celebrate when you were going through. You felt alone. You felt disconnected. You felt abandoned while you were going through the storm. It seemed like no one was reaching out. But the miracle, miracles have a way of changing, people, changing people's perspectives and attitudes. And at least they started to worship afterwards. It says that they were worshiping and calling out to the Lord. They say, truly, you are the Son of God. That's what they were saying of Jesus for the miracle. But Peter could not feel like he had been left out. Worship has a way of drawing you in. So I want you to get ready to worship your way out of that problem, that situation, that, that moment of, dis of feeling disconnected because the Lord deserves the, the boat for a moment of a crescendo of praise and worship unto the Lord because the Lord is the Lord over your life, King of kings and Lord of lords over your life. So if your faith is diminishing today, and what you're seeing around you doesn't agree with you, keep your eye on the Lord. Trust him that he's going to catch you out of that situation. Prepare yourself for that moment of celebration for his miracle-working power in your life. Don't build any more walls of feeling disconnected around you. Maybe it's been a while since you've been able to get out because there's been sickness in your home or problems surrounding you or, or just the, the, the whole environment that we're in right now with this COVID situation. Uh, be encouraged in your life. The Lord loves you. He will build your faith. He will catch you and build your faith as you see his miracle-working power in your life. Father, I thank you for these precious moments that I have with my brothers and sisters and friends that join us, Lord. I know it's been difficult tonight, Lord, because of the technical things, but we put that aside. Uh, we, we send the word, Lord. Send the word of hope and send the word of healing to every home watching us today. I pray, dear God, that we may honor you always, that even though in the middle of the storm, that we may not look left or right, but that we may keep our eyes on you, that we may allow you, Lord, to reach down your powerful hand and scoop us up and catch us just before we hit the, the point of calamity in our lives. And help us, dear Lord, as well, that we can join in in the, in the crescendo of worship and praise as we experience your miracle-working power. I lift up my hand, Lord, and I pray for those that are in their homes right now suffering through difficult times. I send the word of healing, provision, 
your miracle working power, hope, and encouragement to everyone hearing my voice. I thank you, dear God, for these precious moments. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I hope you were blessed by that, and I pray that you stay connected with us. We continue our pastoral reflections every day, Monday through Friday, right in the morning, so make sure you tune in. And please don't forget Sunday. Come and join us as we worship here in this building. Uh, make sure you come on out and come early. In fact, this Sunday we have a special uh, uh, community service that we're doing. There's going to be a, a medical van parked outside of our building to do COVID testing for anyone that is in, in our service walking down the streets. They'll be there all day long, and that's uh, uh, in partnership with uh, the organizers of that van uh, service that's being offered. So that's this coming Sunday. Make sure you come in. It's testing. It's not vaccine. It's testing, and I believe everyone should get tested as often as you can. So make sure you join us this coming Sunday. Service starts at 1130. Get in by 11 o'clock and let's celebrate together. Let me close out because I believe no service is complete unless we receive the offering. And tithes, I came ready to give. So you'll see on your screen, I think, you'll be able to see that. The technical people have worked that out. So you'll be able to see how to give. Thank you for your giving. Make sure you remain faithful as you do that. And, and the Lord will richly reward you. That will be the closing part and let me just close out with a prayer for the offering and also the benediction over all of you father i thank you for these moments that we have and i pray lord your blessing over the people that faithfully give offerings and tithes and their donations continue to reward them lord for their obedience and faithfulness and now as we we close out this very brief wednesday service lord we pray your blessing over your people that we might be able to experience lord the miraculous in our lives that our faith would be encouraged that we would move forward, Lord, from victory to victory as we continue to trust in you. I bless everyone hearing my voice with the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you richly.